Hello everyone, Carter here, bringing you another episode of Out of the Hourglass, presented by Nolan Consulting Group, a podcast dedicated to helping small business owners and contractors visualize their goals, develop their teams, and build sustainable growth so that business operations don't run solely through them. We want to get business owners out of the hourglass. Today's episode is focused on recruiting. NCG partner and president of Nolan Painting, Kevin Nolan, joins Molly today for a discussion about how Nolan Painting plans on bringing in new painters as the spring months arrive. As of recent, Kevin has started to implement an aggressive recruiting and hiring process through local high schools to try to find young men and women who can see themselves thriving with a career at Nolan Painting. He has certainly been adaptable in his approach to recruiting and offers lots of insight into how he is attracting the younger generation to find a home at Nolan Painting. As you listen, consider your plans for recruiting this season and how you can find new ways to attract the best people for your company. Thanks for listening, and as always, don't forget to rate and subscribe. Enjoy the show! Thanks so much, Carter, for that introduction. Hi, everyone. Molly Nolan here. Uh, before we jump into today's episode, I just wanted to give a quick heads up and apologize for some audio and technical issues that we experienced while recording. Unfortunately, technology was not on our side, and we had a few hiccups with some volume and some connection, but we are working on solutions for the future and couldn't not share the fantastic content uh, that Kevin brought to the table on this episode. So again, our apologies. Thank you for bearing with us, and we hope you enjoy. I am very happy to be here uh, with Kevin Nolan of Nolan Painting. Kevin, welcome. Hi, hi, how are you? Well, I'm doing, doing pretty well. It's uh, early spring on the East Coast, and I think today is actually 50 degrees, and I know that makes you happy from a work perspective, but it makes me happy from a, a life perspective. <laughs> it makes everybody happy. And it makes everyone happy. The snow has begun to thaw. I don't think we've ever wanted a spring more than this year. So. No. And I, we always look forward to spring. There's no doubt about that. You. It's a light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah, um, the, COVID, after. the COVID winter is ending. I can, you can definitely feel yes. it. And with the COVID winter coming to an end, thank goodness, uh, we're happy to see spring. And with spring, we know the busy season starts, uh, especially uh, those companies who live in seasonal areas where the winter is generally the slow season. And come spring, we see the ramp up. And with that ramp up, gosh, we need more feet on the street. And so part of the conversation today is recruiting and getting creative with recruiting, um, specifically a program that Kevin and the team at Nolan Painting have started with a local school district to get employees kind of interested um, in or potential employees interested in the trades from a younger age. And now the overarching reason we're having this conversation um, is, is no surprise to, to anyone that recruiting is a problem. It's been a problem for quite some time now. We've been talking about it uh, within Nolan Consulting Group, within the Summit Member Group uh, for a very long time. Any, any contractor that we speak with seems to be the biggest heartache of the moment is getting good people in the door. How can we be more creative what is it that we're not doing that might be the golden ticket? Uh, we have to kind of try all different avenues. And so I'm excited to, you know, to be here, with Kevin, and learn a little bit about the creative approach that you guys are taking. Uh, but before we dive in to that specifically, Kevin, give me a little bit of a general approach uh, to what recruiting has looked like for you guys. 
Well, you know, as I've said in, in, over the last year, actually, it's been harder to get people uh, to stick with us than, than it was before the pandemic. And that's because of, there's been so many displaced workers. And rather than uh, somebody choosing to work for Nolan Painting for a specific reason, like they wanted a better job, they've chosen us as a lifeline. Oh, they'll, they'll take anything they can get. We're paying $15 an hour to start with no experience. Uh, I'll take it. And then, yeah. they, then they work for us for a few weeks or months. And it's just not a great fit for them. Um, and so we've had more of that turnover that's, that's sort of exhausting uh, than we had before. So, so I, I think the other thing to understand is the source of our, of our uh, employees uh, previously, the last five years or so, we're by and large millennials. And mm -hmm. so the millennials are aging up, as you know, you've heard me say the word millennials, Molly, you always joke when I said it, but you you, you, say, yeah. you say aging up and I know it, I'm getting yeah. older. Well, you know, just like the baby boomers, you've seen the impact that your generation yeah. is having, it's significant. And when you're looking at trends, you know, I, I'm old enough now to see a few of them and I've seen the tremendous, uh, power that the millennial generation has but just like that it's also now aging up and they've many of them have found a place where they're working in society and uh, some of them haven't and now if they stumble upon our doorstep they might not exactly be the cream of the crop so they now that's not to say we can't be a home for somebody who transitions from one job to the next and we obviously are optimistic about those types of scenarios and we still produce that because we're a best place to work. People hear great things about us. A 30-year-old joins us and finally founds a home, you know, because we, because we look for engagement and we try to provide, you know, lots of opportunities. So, but just, I also have to come up with a, a better approach, uh, longer term, because, you know, <laughs> we have aggressive growth plans. We have this opportunity like in, of uh, almost once in a lifetime coming out of COVID, uh, we're, we're really strong and we, and home improvement is, just, the demand is amazing. We've already got this tremendous backlog, over $3 million worth of residential work lined up. And we have to come up with a better approach uh, to basically scale up. And all, the, in the beginning of the year, we were talking about putting together um, a recruitment program uh, in high schools. Uh, get people that come out that are not planning on going to college, that are considering other things, not necessarily the trades, um, mm -hmm. but just other things that people, I don't think people necessarily want to think of it in terms of the trades. I think they'd rather just think of it in terms of a job, a great job, one that I like going to every day. I don't know if it's a trade or not a trade. Um, one that has a, one that does have a career path to it. And I think that's part of the issue, and maybe it's a stigma uh, that by going into the trades, you might not make that much money, you might not be able to be a manager, you know, you kind of top out somewhere, but that's actually false. I mean, from what we've seen at Nolan Painting and on all a lot of contractors that we work with, there is a solid career path in the trades world. There is good money to be made, there are teams to be managed, people skills and leadership that is that is needed so the sky is the limit and how can we how can we show people that 
Well, and you make a good point because at the end of the day, you have to have that career track in place and it has to be very well defined, not just mm -hmm. vaguely in your head and then we'll make them in something. We have, what we've really done successfully over the last couple of years is build these learning paths yep. um, and put the structure in place to train people to become really excellent painters and leaders in a short amount of time. You know, mm -hmm. I've kind of taken that military format approach. Like, literally, if you give me three years with somebody with some talent, I can turn them into a leader of a team or a leader of a, a squad where they're making good money um, and they're, they have a lot of autonomy and control. But you have to have that path. I think it has to be mm -hmm. there. Otherwise, you're going to bump up all the time against uh, now you have a bunch of new people and it's not working out for you because it's kind of chaos. So, right. Um, and we have defined how many apprentice level ones, and that's what we're calling them, apprentice level <laughs> ones, with no experience, how many we can handle, and then what the path is. I need them to, I need them to get to an apprentice level two in 90 days or we're going to part company friends. And then I need them to get to become a P1 painter, basic level painter, in, within one year from date of hire. So nine more months. Mm -hmm. uh, and so we force this issue. Uh, we look at hire date. We look at time to that, that expiration date, one year. And yep. we're looking to push them to qualify uh, to be able to do what we're what we need them to do in terms of uh hitting all the all the qualities that painter needs to have you know we need to hit production rates they have to be um able to be neat and clean um obviously they have to be able to do all the other things their behavior wise show up on time good customer service skills so these are all very well defined and then you can recruit people to it right you have to have a team yep team and then you recruit people to the team. Well, I love the structure of it because it sets expectations right away for both the employer and the management and the employees. So someone comes in and starts out as an apprentice or in a trainee and knows exactly what they need to do uh, to succeed within that first year to get to that next level. There's no questions. It's all laid out for them. Also to come in and see that there was a training program is, you know, it's important. It, it also speaks to the culture. It also shows them that management wants them to succeed and your managers who are, ma are doing the managing have an outline and they are able to lead properly. And they're following a process. So we're getting back to the system and processes that are in place. Much of what I do in that process is just keep reminding people of the process. Right. Uh, it's funny because it's like uh, I, I have to sort of constantly reinforce this process or it would slip away. People would be less likely to enforce this. All right, well, he's been here for a year. And he's not a painter yet. What's the story with this guy? You know, and so I forced that process. That's exactly the conversation we had yesterday. Um, and this person, uh, I'll tell you, one of the reasons why is because the way we're structured is the apprentice does not get charged 
as much to the job as a full-fledged painter. So the, the leaders, the team leaders, maybe they don't want that person to be moved up because they're borderline. Mm-hmm. And now they're going to be counted as a full 100% painter, eight hours. Um, I mean, in our end, we're only giving them another dollar or two an hour. But now all of a sudden they're being counted full. So right. I face this resistance um, at the same time, the system, you know, everybody's supporting the system, everybody's sorting to this system. And then you get to this point where like, and usually it's about an individual. It's not, it's not systemic. Like yesterday's conversation with the field manager was Jack is doing great. He's a painter, make him a painter. He's been here 10 months. <laughs> and then the other one was um, Jared, Jared, Jared's been here almost a year. I don't know what's up with Jared. Um, he's sort of going nowhere. I'm like, well, he's got two weeks to become a painter or we're going to have to part company friends. Um, yeah. That's a tough reality. But, you know, we talk about discipline and how discipline creates um, just such a better structure when people follow it. I feel like that, yeah, that's a tough reality. But at the same time, that's, that's you also giving respect to the system and giving respect to the job leaders and the field supervisors who are looking to get people on their team who can produce the work. And so if you're just gonna let someone who really isn't qualified to be at that painter level or that basic foreman level. Stay at, or stay at an apprentice forever. Right. And basically no one's, no one's really willing to confront. And the next thing you know, your, your company is just not as sharp as it needs to be. Right. You know, so that's the theory anyway. And you try to do all this, as you know, Molly, we talk about all the time where one of our key values is friendly. I mean, it's one mm-hmm. of our core values, friendly. So you try to do all this with compassion and friendliness and empathy. Yep. Because, uh, you just want what everybody wants. You just want to be seeking perfection and to be the best you can be, be the best version of yourself. You want to be the best version of your company. You have to enforce these types of structures. It reminds me of... Um, Brian and Brian Nolan and Connor Mulraney were just doing a job site leadership workshop this week. And one of the main things that they were talking about is as a manager or anybody in a leadership position, the concept of feedback. I give feedback. I, I give more feedback than I give back, but I give feedback. It's yeah. not about confrontation. It's not about not liking the person. It's about giving someone the feedback that they need to become the, the best version of themselves. And so you give feedback to an apprentice who's not going to quite make it as a painter because they need that feedback to be able to help themselves in their own career. And maybe this is not the place for them to be, but then it also helps Nolan painting and the organization continue to be sharp. Yep. And once again, you can do it in a friendly way. And it's obviously feedback by nature is meant to be constructive. Mm -hmm. That's critical. It's meant to help. Um, I think, I think the, uh, when, when you get to the critical stage, at that point, the relationship's already over. And so mm-hmm. you really want to focus on getting somebody to look at the best version of themselves because they have to want it more than you want it. So right. I sort of think of it of sort of like reflecting on them so they can see themselves um, and how they fit. And, and that's what we want to, that's what we want to uh, cultivate. So we know that you have the structure in place to bring in non-skilled individuals and, and, and take them up the career path within, uh, within Nolan Painting. Um, I know that you guys have put a big behind recruiting 
um, especially when it comes to budget in the last year. I mean, we were just probably on a marketing meeting with you yesterday and it was so interesting to me. And also from listening to other summit members, the marketing and, re- and recruiting budgets are almost flipping or the attention that each of those received prior is flipping uh, because there isn't an issue with getting leads right now. You have more leads than you can ask for. The issue is is recruiting. And so with the home, you know, the home industry business booming, uh, we don't necessarily need to put as much money towards towards the marketing. So how can we put more money, you know, towards recruiting, uh, they, they are similar in, they just are a matter of changing the audience, changing the language a little bit, but how they operate is pretty similar. Um, so I'm seeing a lot of companies do that. I'm seeing a lot of companies, uh, hire a full-time recruiter. It's getting the focus, but it's, it's been interesting watching that pattern. Um, talk to me a little bit about who's doing your recruiting at Nolan Painting, and then we'll get into a little bit about the co-op program that you guys have started. Yeah, so we, we do have a team, um, and we have um, a weekly meeting on recruiting, and we decided to just give it, it just continues to take on more weight. Like you said before, we're, we're moving marketing budget over. Yep. And then I think the other thing we noticed on the call yesterday when we brought up how similar it is to marketing, right? It's totally, it's just uh, it's different target. You're just targeting a different audience. So you're not targeting, in this case, you're not targeting baby boomers, but you're targeting uh, younger, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we, we were talking yesterday about targeting even younger, right? Like, we were talking about uh, Xbox and that was wild to me. I would the Xbox Live targeting. Um, it, I feel like it's genius. Yeah, it's amazing. You're because you're you're getting in front of an audience in a way that like they're gonna be, they're gonna see it. They spend hours playing Xbox, so well, if they're forced to watch. Marketing, with marketing, it's about being. Uh, it's about you know having a constant presence. And then mm-hmm. when the need is there, when the need is there, some people have already seen your message, uh, either, you know, either they've seen it consciously or unconsciously, but at some point they're like, they, they become sort of like very much aware that you're, that you're there and that you're, that whatever you're trying to brand, they become, they, they become somewhat susceptible to that, but it's always about mm-hmm. getting that message to them. And so, you know, we're, we're targeting on Spotify, we're targeting on, um, I guess, Hulu. Uh, we were targeting on OTT, which is over the top, which is basically different types of uh, formats that you watch on mobile platforms. Okay. From YouTube commercials. So away from, away from TV, traditional linear landlines, and more towards uh, how they're viewing content. Um, Obviously, social media as well, um, all those pieces. Um, so I have, um, the, I guess, the main people on the team are April, our marketing manager. And so she's the one that has the, the understanding of the marketing world and how contracts are laid out. And, and what she doesn't know, she re- researches and finds out about impressions and, and all kinds of click-throughs and things like that, because all these different mediums have different ways to measure yep. success. Um, so we're trying and, you know, it's like advertising, you know, maybe half of it won't work, but I can tell you, if you don't try, none of it works. So yeah, or you don't, or you don't know what's going to work until you give it a, give it a go. Yeah. And I have found that when, whenever we do anything, 
if we just sort of go all out in that direction, we get results. And so that's sort of the plan with this. Um, and, you know, realizing that we needed to ramp up from, I guess, about 72 feet on the street to 105 by the end of uh, June. Uh, that's pretty radical. Um, it is. I mean, that's not playing around. That's 33 people added to the company. You better look at that like it's a big deal. So um, everything from that training structure I told you about, mm -hmm. meetings, telling team leaders, you're going to get more people. This is what they're going to be like and getting everybody ready for what's about to happen, putting all these resources into place and then start to, and then have the systems to, um, to process them. So uh, April is sort of uh, helping to bring the opportunities to us, mm -hmm. to make the decision. And then um, Chris, is a um, a field manager, someone I hired as a field manager uh, who was retiring from the Navy um, and had spent the last five years in the Navy as a recruiter for the Navy and had spent the last two years prior to that uh, or, or the last two years of that uh, leading the Mid-Atlantic region for wow. recruiting for the Navy. Um, and he, we didn't hire him for a recruiter. We thought that was bonus that we, he'd be able to give us some, uh, but he wanted to be a manager of people and run a mm -hmm. team. And so we hired him as a team leader. And then uh, with all the craziness that happened in the pandemic, his team never got built uh, because we ended up downsizing a little bit during the shutdown and things like that. Mm -hmm. um, long story short, he's leading this effort as well. Um, so, uh, he's super talented and he, uh, really understands that we need to be targeting younger and where we shouldn't be anymore. Uh, he seems to have a natural concept. So yes, we're definitely targeting younger. We're targeting, uh, at this point where my vision, and I know it sounds a little crazy because, but I've sold it enough that people are starting to buy it, um, <laughs> is to hire, uh, people out of high school. Uh, literally in June or July, after they graduate, um, they already have a job with us. Not because they kicked around all summer, not because they worked in four other jobs for the next two years, including retail, and, um, but because they looked at our opportunity and said, wow, this is a good opportunity, mom. Look at this opportunity. I'll immediately get $15, $16 an hour. I immediately get benefits. Mm -hmm. Start saving for my 401k. So all of a sudden, we're going to get the cream of the crop, not the crumbs, not the people that are kicking around who choose maybe other trades for whatever reason. Once again, I, I throw the word trades in there, but I, I don't think of it that way because I'm looking for leaders of people that are painting in homes. I'm not looking for trades people. Um, but at any so, opportunity. Opportunity. So we see this, you, you have this opportunity of going, looking at, at the younger generation and wanting to get people right out of college who, who uh, out of high school, sorry, for who the college direction isn't quite for them. And that's completely all right, because there's so many great opportunities out there uh, for people to explore and build their careers and a non-college path. So to go about this, you guys have established kind of a way to get into the high schools before graduation even comes. So a new program 
um, that I want to hit on because I find it fascinating and I'm excited to learn about the results in the future because I know this program is just getting started. But you guys have established a co-op with a local school district. Tell me about that. Yeah, so, you know, I must say that they are the ones that are um, sort of pioneering it. Um, okay. We'll do lots of pioneering on our end to make it work for us. But, um, you know, in these in this virtual world, I've been on I've been on various phone calls with Chamber of Commerces, and I've been on a few roundtables. And um, on one of these roundtables, uh, somebody said they would put me in contact with a uh, coordinator of career readiness for the Downingtown Area School District. And um, they did. They made that that great introduction where they said, mm -hmm. um, "Kevin, meet Troy. Troy, meet Kevin." Kevin's needs are to hire young people. So once again, this was a business plan idea and I've been talking about it everywhere. And all of a sudden, law of attraction, something attracts to me, sticks to mm -hmm. me, like, like lint sticks to me. And uh, we followed up. And so it turns out that Troy um, has heard of Nolan painting, knows about us, knows people that have, whose houses we've painted. And he is um, the coordinator of career readiness. And he has a program that he's been pioneering. He's only used it with uh, one other company, which is UPS. Okay. Um, UPS needs people too. And UPS has a, a depot um, right, right near their high school. Um, they actually have two high schools, three high schools in the district. Um, uh, and um, they have a program, but they've already put together. Student earns two credits. Uh, three months worth of um, working 20 hours a week. Um, they still have to continue to um, come to classes for some part of the day, whether it's hybrid or cyber, obviously with the COVID okay. world. With the COVID world, this is actually taking off because everybody is realizing the disruptive force. There, there's lots of high school seniors that are at risk right now of not graduating not because they're not good people or not good kids, but because this disruption has, has, they've been caught in a bad place. I think I would have struggled getting out of high school yeah. right now. I mean, the discipline it would take to be a high school senior, uh, to continue to, to stay on top of your studies in this world right now would, would it be, you'd have to be very mature. And I wasn't at that age, at age mm -hmm. 17 or 18. Um, so, the, the guidance counselors and the principals are going to direct employees to a special uh, website portal that we've made, a link that will offer a special program, which I've shared with you and you'll, you can share with anybody, um, yeah. um, that will enable us to offer $14 an hour uh, for this 90-day period. And then when they graduate, um, we will offer them a job for $16 an hour, um, they'll get the two, the, the two credits that they need, um, which I think in most cases is, is gonna be, these students are gonna be handpicked to be, uh, they need the two credits and when they get the two credits, they will graduate. So they'll need us to graduate. Gotcha. Um, and then uh, they'll be eligible for all the full-time benefits that we offer um, at 90 days, even though it was only half time. Um, now they're going to work four hours a day. They're going to work, believe it or not, they're going to work from seven in the morning uh, to 11. <laughs> and then they're going to be either at classes or back uh, 
at home taking cyber classes um, in the afternoon. So we're gonna have folks that already have learned how to get up in the morning and get to the job by 7 a.m. Um, incidentally, if they work for UPS, they have to be there at 5.30 a.m. Oh gosh, So that's early. We wanted to make sure that we offered um, very comparable to, to what uh, UPS uh, was offering so that mm -hmm. our, our offer would, would stand out right next to theirs. Um, and then we've given a career path that can have students earning in excess of $50,000 by the end of their second year with the company. And um, yes, a bright young person taking advantage of all of our opportunities could, um, but um, obviously we're not promising that. We're just saying that there's an opportunity for that. Absolutely. Um, and you, you also mentioned something about um, possibility for tuition benefits for college or trade school eligibility down the line as well, which I think is fantastic. Well, you know, that's not something we did. Uh, we used to do it many years ago. And then I, I think a recession, two, two recessions ago, <laughs> we, yeah. we canceled it. And I, back in 2009 or whatever, we, we never put it back into play. And, um, and but we're going to put it in play for this program. This is a special program. Yep. So anybody eligible for this program would have tuition reimbursement opportunities available. And that's because that's what was offered in the UPS deal. And we didn't want to come up short. This is a very competitive environment. And I mm -hmm. aggressively. Um, and so then the other, I mean, we're, as it works with this, we'll, we'll, we'll probably, as we get more competitive in general, look to offer it company-wide. But, you know, baby steps, get used yep. to it again. Uh, we're not out of COVID yet. And we'll just work our way through the system. Uh, the other thing I think that uh, the, the the part where we have to pioneer it is where, um, so it is still gonna be somewhat problematic for us, right? To deal with part-time students, yep. uh, potentially needing more supervision than maybe the average apprentice, we'll see. Um, what I've offered during this 90-day period, I've offered to give them to the crews. So we have four crews that are each gonna get one. That's okay. this pilot project. Um, and we, I've offered to give this employee to that crew um, at no hourly rate to them. So they will not be charged uh, for the, uh, this employee, but in all of the respects, uh, be the same. They need mm -hmm. to go through the learning path. They need to do the evaluations, give the feedback, because at the end of three months, I'm asking them to commit to offering this uh, person a, a job as an A2 second level apprentice. Yep. Um, at that point, they'll be counted as three quarters of, a, of an hour, three quarters of a day. Um, and so they have to be, they're gonna get this person. So this is their person. And so they either have to train them um, or we have to bring it up and give them the same feedback loop that we were talking about before. This feedback loop is important. People have to learn how to uh, show up at a job, work hard, and if they can't learn that, we will not be um, overly patient. I mean, we'll, we'll be as patient as friendly as, as we normally are, which, which is a progressive system, uh, behavioral that continues week after week that doesn't correct. It's just like we said before, that person doesn't want it as much as you do. So right. that's not gonna work. So, um, Tell me about, um, so you, you answered a question I had for you was, you know, 
this does create work on the side of the field teams because they're dealing with a part-time person, someone who doesn't know the trade. So what kind of pushback um, have you received? Do you expect to receive? Um, it sounds like not counting the hours definitely helps ease any, any pushback there. Um, talk about any mentorship opportunity here, whether with you or do you plan on, on matching um, the new individual with a senior employee to kind of guide them along? Yeah, so you need buy-in, absolutely. Mm -hmm. I mean, that. I mean, I'm always trying to sell something, right? I'm always trying to sell an idea, a concept, and make it win-win. And that's why we we come up, we came up with the, you know, we won't charge for this individual. And of course, that's bound to be a positive. I mean, to have somebody that's helping to clean up, you know, helping to to basically carry things, move things, I and mean, that's a positive, right? right? But I need buy-in from um, my field manager. So. My field manager has been on Zoom calls with um, the coordinator from the school district okay. and, and myself and the other members of our team as we've hashed out the details. And you know, he had a list of questions and he was gonna he wanted to make sure that he he that he was comfortable with his ability to choose the employee, to um, give feedback to the employee, what would happen if it didn't go well and all that stuff. Right, like, what would then be the next steps, and who would I contact, and things like that. And uh, I thought that was terrific. And yeah, all great so, questions. Yeah, so our our um, our field manager, we we're doing it with one team. Our field manager for that team is uh, Guido, and uh, Guido is is going to be the guy. Guido, I hired Guido two years ago, and he's been building his team as a field manager. So. You know, that concept I talked about is hiring people that knew how to manage and teach them how to paint. That's, mm -hmm. that's what Guido did, and he's been a total success. Um, he's been there for two years now. He's got a team of about 10, 11 people. His goal is to get to 20 people by year end. Wow. And uh, so he needs his program. He needs his program to work. Um, and so he's going to be the guy. I, said, I was like, Guido, you're going to have to, you're gonna have to be the one that you know puts your arm around the guy and says come on now what's happening you know why can't you get to work on time so you're going to have to be that mentor um and 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 then develop other mentors um in mm -hmm. the company um in in his team so he's got the buy-in of each of his four uh job leaders and of his crew leader and i think they feel special that they've been chosen um and it um yeah, once again, I think you have to spend a lot of time communicating. A lot of this stuff is all about communicating over and over again. Right. And uh, you can't over-communicate anything, for, for crying out loud. Everything from your values to, to what, the, what the mission is, to why we're doing what we're doing. You know, why are we taking on high school kids? I mean, you know, I, I, have, I, have, I have job leaders that say, I'm sick of it. I'm sick of getting apprentices. I'm like, well, then I guess you just don't belong here because this is what we're doing. Right. I don't know what to tell you. I mean, yeah. this is what we're doing, this is how we're going to grow. This is how we're going to scale up. And we're a growing company. And why is that good for you? And, you know, I have to tell them why it's good for them and things. And so we're always trying to, to do that, um, to think about why anybody would want to be involved in this, you know, from the student's perspective, to the school's perspective, to the um, field's perspective. 
Um, so we have to make sure that there's everybody sort of winning and supportive all along the way. And once again, lots of communication. One of the things um, we're, we, we're just putting into effect this week. So as I mentioned to you yesterday when we were talking, site's just up. It's been up about four days. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, it was up, it was up uh, late last week. And um, so nothing yet. Um, it was publicized in the schools. Nothing yet. We're really hoping in the next two to three weeks that, that we get something. Uh, right. So we're, ge- we're going to go ahead and geofence that area. And I've been talking a lot about geofencing. And we've done mm-hmm. so, a ton of geofencing. To be honest with you, I've talked a lot about it, but I've done, I did a, a little bit of it last year. Um, and then we stopped. Um, so uh, because I thought it was too expensive and I wasn't sure I was getting results. But, but it, it totally intrigues me. Um, we found lower cost players now. Awesome. What we're doing is uh, we're hurrying it up though. We were gonna, we had um, 10 high schools chosen to geofence. So that would mean anybody that drives into that high school uh, territory and then leaves would be served up uh, recruiting ads by us uh, through Google, uh, right. through a third party that's administering the program. Um, and they would get them for some period of time. I think it's 30 days. So we haven't started it yet because we're looking for folks graduating. And we, I think we were planning on starting at April 1st, but we've moved it up and we're now going to target this school, uh, Downingtown School District, these two schools, uh, two out of the three. One's a STEM academy. So that's science, uh, education, technology, technology, yeah. Right. So we don't think that that's our target, right? right. So the other, other two schools are East and West, and we're going to target those schools with our program. Anybody that would click special targeted display ad, anybody who clicks that ad will be taken to our special link for this program, complete with, you know, like a mini site that explains the whole, a microsite, a microsite. Micros- there you go. We've talked about microsites a couple of weeks ago. Yep. I love that it. Now it's, now it's happening. Explains the whole program. So, um, and then we're going to continue uh, in April to do these other eight schools that we've chosen. Um, oh. And then we've also been dabbling with some paint stores. Um, and we've done paint stores last year. Um, so to get to see about painters, but uh, that's mostly other voices in the company. Um, and that's fine. You need other voices in the company, right? Right. Um, I want high school students. <laughs> no, I, I think it's great. I mean, clearly this one school district that you're working on the program with who helped to establish it uh, and who is also working with another business to establish a co-op Clearly, they want it to succeed. Uh, they're likely going to find students and hand select them who who they know need this program. Uh, so they're they're behind you and will be marketing it. But you're also giving it your own marketing go, and so you'll be able to kind of get the the, the angle from both the school side and from the Nolan painting side. You're going to get some attention on this. PR. They've got articles coming out in the newspaper about it in their local. Awesome. Um, it'll be in some type of um, uh, communication that goes home to parents. So uh, they've committed to uh, getting the word out. So um, so fingers crossed. And as I said to you, I haven't got anything yet. But uh, like everything, um, 
you put enough out there and in this, you know, the world of abundance, people will come, will, world of attraction, people will attract to it, I'm certain. You know, what's, Kevin, what's the goal here? What, especially if we look at it, kicking off this program, kicking off this year, what to you would define success? Um, uh, just four, just four. Four students. And if three of them came on full time, that would be a home run. Um, four would be a grand slam. And um, really, it's about the whole program in general, from the get go, has been about the future, not about now, not about this month, not about this year. Um, really, I, I mean, obviously, three or four students this year, five or six, maybe total at some point would be, um, would be good. I mean, it'd be great, right. but that's not what I'm really trying. I'm trying to establish just like I was 10 years ago, how I was going to attract millennials. I'm trying to establish, um, a future labor pool, um, so we can scale, um, Absolutely. So really, you know, it's, uh, you know, it's the farm team. It just, you just, you have to think long-term. You can't think short-term. If you think short-term, you're going to be always stuck in short-term hell. Like right. is, it's when you, and the best part of that business is when you put together programs, they work over the long-term successfully and you get that flywheel rolling and you're going, business is great. Like that's the total satisfaction you get out of it. Um, these short-term wins and gains are more than you can handle because they, they really do wear you out. It's about having this, this flywheel going where we're recruiting and training young people all the time. And, you know, I've said this before, even if they stay with us shorter than I'd like, let's just say they use us, let's say they take a couple classes, they work for us for five to seven years, three to five years, um, that would be great. Um, in our world, that would be a long time. <laughs> right. And, and we would be really happy to have them on for just that long. If they want to stay longer, once again, we would love to see them move up. But, but I'm realistic enough to know that, that we could be a positive influence for a number of years and they could be a positive influence on us. That's what I'm trying to achieve. I love it. And I think, you know, this is starting in one district. Why can't it be replicated in others down the line? We, you know, our surrounding area has lots of very large school districts that I, I personally could see it working in. Um, so I th think there's a lot of opportunity here and I'll be excited to see lots of check in about maybe like five, six months where we're at. Um, yeah, well, you can be sure of one thing. I'll be talking about it. There we go. We'll be talking about it and I'll want to hear about it. So we'll uh, maybe, maybe even before that, we'll do another one. But Kevin, thank you so much for sharing. I think uh, it's, a, it's a really good opportunity. I mean, like you said, you're influencing others and others are influencing you in a positive way. And it's getting the community involved um, from, a high, from a high school level. Well, Kev, thanks so much. And uh, I look forward to our future conversation. Okay, good luck, everybody. Thanks very much. Thank Bye -bye. you. Thanks for listening to this episode. Out of the Hourglass is recorded and produced by the team at Nolan Consulting Group, a nationwide business consulting firm with coaches located around the country. Have a question, comment, or idea for future episodes? We'd love to hear from you. Visit our website, www.nolancg.com.